that uh, my wife has been talking to me about uh, sharing here in church for over a year. And she said, why don't you go to this message? But I never felt led to do it. And uh, usually I listen to my heart and see where God is leading me. And then I'll go into it. But this is a message that I believe is for you and for me today. So that we know how to work with God to receive his blessings into our lives. I call this message, I titled it, The Saints of Jesus. The Saints of Jesus. You know, the greatest sermon Jesus preached, or the greatest recorded sermon that we know of Jesus, is recorded in Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7. So, I'll be taking us through several weeks, uh, Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7. Holy Spirit, we ask that you minister to us today and share with us the word of our God. The, word, the words that bring healing into our lives. That gives us promotion. And delivers to us the abundant life that you brought from heaven. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, the title of the message is The Saints of Jesus. Really, the saints of Jesus you can find all over the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. They're all the saints of Jesus. But I'm focusing uh, on what Jesus himself said about what he was telling us. Now, if you read from Matthew chapter 5, and you look at what Jesus, the, just the message that was being delivered to us by Matthew, you begin to realize as the story begins that Jesus was on a mountain and, and as he sat down, the disciples came close to him. The disciples came close and the Bible says he opened his mouth and he started to speak to them. Now, it brings into mind the picture of Mount Sinai. It was the same Jesus that was on that mountain. Now, it was no, there was fire on Mount Sinai. It was the same Jesus that spoke. He was the word of God. Here, Jesus was sitting on a mountain, and his disciples were asked, commanded to come near. Now, in the Old Testament, they were commanded to stay away. Don't even come close. This was a different day. They could come close to God. And he opened his mouth and he started teaching them, saying, and you can tell from the word, it starts with the Beatitudes as Jesus uh, gave this message. But the, the disciple Matthew figured that I need to write this message down. They would need it. You and I, we need the word. So everything that Jesus spoke in that particular sermon, he put down for us. So we can hear what Jesus had to say. And I personally believe you can build your Christian life and be a very successful Christian and be a very successful person in life if you base your words on what Jesus spoke in this particular sermon. 
We need this, he's saying. This is how Jesus will say it in, his, in, in, on, in that particular day when he delivered the sermon. He said, you have heard that it was told those that were of old. And then he'll tell what they were told. Then he will add, but I say to you. Now he's referring to what Moses gave them. He's referring to what they got from Mount Sinai. You heard what was told those that of us of old, but now I say to you. And so at the end of his sermon, he called everything that he had to say to them, his sayings. And he said, you can build your life on my saying. And this is the way he put it. In Matthew chapter 7 verse 24 through 27, as Jesus concluded his message, he said, Therefore, whosoever, whoever hears these sayings of mine, they are my sayings. He didn't say they were uh, his commandments. He said, my sayings. Whoever hears the sayings of mine. Are you hearing a saying? If you hear my saying and you practice or does them, I will liken him to a wise man. So I need to hear his sayings. I want to be wise. Amen. <laughs> he said, if you hear the sayings of mine, and not only hearing the sayings of mine, you decide to make your life, build your life on the saints, live your life based on the saints, God says you are a wise man or woman. I would like, and God says, I would like in such a person as a wise person. You're smart. And you're smart. That's why you are in church this morning. Amen. It says, it will liken you to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rock there is his saying. That's the rock. And it says, and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on the house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. So you know the purpose of the rain. Against the house. You know the purpose of the flood. Against the house. And the wind. But if you have built your house. Based on his words. You are living your life based on his words. All of these things will come against you. But when it's all over. You will be standing tall. So his sayings matter. Many times we read the word of God. And we just move on. We don't stop to draw principles of, for living. And so we're going to and fro, back and forth, and not fully understanding what to do. Okay, now I'm a Christian. What do I do? How do I really get in line with God? How do I get God to begin to bless me? How do I get God to begin to bless my family so that God recognizes my family as his family? And then it goes down the line from generation to generation because you have walked in his way and have become a friend of God. And all you have to do is hear his sayings and begin to practice them. Because he said so. He said you will build your house. Your house there is your life. You build your life on the word of God. And for every life some rain must fall. 
There is no doubt about it. Now, it will come against you. It's not coming against a physical house. That's your house. The intention is to put you down, to pull you down. It will come. Every one of us will experience that. You will have the rain. And if you allow the rain for a while, you will have some flood. And from flood, you got wind. We all know this in Texas. When we have hurricane, you go through all of it. So that's what... It's happening. Yet Jesus said, you are a wise man, wise man person, a wise man or woman, if you will build your life based on his, what he called his sayings. I want to know what he's saying. Amen? Because if I live my life by his saying, I, nothing can destroy me. I am built on the rock. I will, no matter what the enemy throws at me, no matter what the devil throws at me, I, when it's all over, I will be standing tall. Amen. So I want to know what he has to say. He says. But then he said, but everyone, say with me, everyone. But everyone who hears the sayings of mine. You are privileged to hear the saints. If you hear the saints of his and you do not practice them, you do not do them, Jesus says you are a fool. You were given an opportunity to excel in life. You were given an opportunity to really make it in life. You were given an opportunity never to fall in life, to stand tall in life, and you did not follow through. You failed. You failed. Everyone, everyone. I mean, this is God speaking. That means you, that means me. If you refuse to follow through with his saying, the wind, the rain will come into your life. And then when that, if you allow that for a while, then you will have flawed in your life. The enemy, I don't know about you, but I've been through it. You have one day, you're so happy, everything seems to be going so well. And then the next day, you hear something bad. Maybe it comes in the mail. And then all of a sudden, your world is changed. All kinds of troubles. It's like a flood now. And you're thinking, how am I going to ever get out of this? That's the way the, he's meant to bring you, bring you down. That's the way the enemy works. But Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. So having that life in abundance is walking with his saints. Following through with his saints. Many times we're looking for formulas. The real formula is follow what he said. He said, when you follow his saints, you have built your house, your life on the rock. You cannot be shaken ever. Jesus will not lie. And as I often want to say here, let God be true and every man a liar. So you can build your life on his saying. So that's what I'll be talking about uh, for several weeks. Going through his saints. And I pray to God that as you hear these words, and I'm not speaking to your flesh, I'm speaking to your spirit. So that there will be a transformation in your spirit to bring you in line. It's His Word that is going to give you the power to live the life. As you hear the Word, the power goes through the Word into your life and it changes you. You can read Ezekiel chapter 36. God says, I will make you. How? 
through his word. He said, you will keep my judgments. You will do them. Because you hear his word. He is the one walking behind the scene. You are there just accepting it. And he's walking through you his will. Amen. That's the way it's going to be. That's why we are talking about this. So as you receive the word, your life is being transformed. And as you adjust, you hear the word, you adjust inside of you. Yo, I'm going to do that. Amen. And then all of a sudden, you set yourself up for great blessings. And God says, man, the pipe is bigger now. I can put more through it. Amen. Wow. Praise the Lord. So in every life, once you have been born into this world, (laughs) expect troubles. You have them, I have them. If you say you don't have them, you're a liar. (laughs) We all have them. And sometimes they come like, like a torrent. They just keep coming at you. But Jesus said you can make it. Job chapter 14 verse 1 says, Man who is born of woman is of few days. Even if it's 120 years, it's still a few days. But it's f- those 120 years, God says, full of trouble. Now that's God saying it, right? So we shouldn't be surprised by it, right? You got troubles, don't be surprised. But if you're living life by his saints, you come out tall. Standing tall. Amen? So that's the word. Now, what must we do with the saints? I'm glad you asked. So we go to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 10. It says, Hear my sons. Now we heard read one from the New Testament. He says, Hear my son and receive my saints. Not commandments. Saints. These sayings are words of wisdom for life. Hear, my son. First of all, I want you to hear, my son, but also receive it. Welcome this into your life. Oh, yes, I'm going to do that because the Lord said it. And it says, if you receive his sayings, the years of your life will be many. Amen. That means you live long. You don't have to worry about any sickness cutting your life short. I know Christians think, okay, it's all up to God. He can decide as I go home when I'm 30 years. That's not true. (laughs) Not according to this word. If you live by his sins, God said the years of your life will be what? (laughs) And when God says many, it means many. Amen? That's many. How? Just by hearing and accepting receiving his words otherwise this book means nothing if you receive his saints you are sure to live long that means you can't cross the street and some car takes away your life it's not possible not if you're living by his saints many times we don't trust god enough i believe god amen you believe god he can protect you if you're living by his saints he says, I have taught you in the way of wisdom. That's what I said. His sins are teachings on the way of wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to use knowledge. So when you have wisdom from God, you can use the knowledge you got and be very productive in life. That's what God is saying. The word of God living his sins will begin to bring into your life godly wisdom for success. And he says, I have led you in the right path. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you won't stumble. No stumbling for the one who is living the sayings of Jesus. Amen. 
That's what Jesus said. You are planted on the rock. You are unmovable. There's nothing they can do. You will surely make it in life. It's no, it's, there's no good comment about this. If you live in by what Jesus said, the same words that created the universe, you will make it in life. Many times we accept our past, we accept our present, we feel like there's nothing I can do. Well, here is a formula to get out of it and be successful in life. It's all from the words of Jesus. You are planted on the rock. He called this his saints. Words of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 4, the same chapter, verse 20 uh, and 22, uh, through 22. He says, my son, give attention to my words. In other words, pay attention, close attention to what you, what you have heard. Give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my saints. Amen. Again, the word saints, words of wisdom to live by. He said, if you do this, the words of wisdom, his saints, will be to you, when, if you don't allow it, depart from your eyes, you keep it in the midst of your heart, they will be life to those who find them. So the words of wisdom, they are not readily available. He says, people read the scriptures and they just go through it. It doesn't mean anything to them. They don't believe that. He's something that you must search for and find. It's, you only search for something. To, if you're going to find something, it's got to be something precious to you, right? Something that will change your life, right? You're looking for something that will change your life. This is something to search for. It says, it will be life, again, to those that... Find them, the saints of his life, your years many, he will be health to all your flesh. That means I don't have to be sick. Amen. I'm so grateful to God. We've said this over and over in our home uh, that my kids, uh, when I hear them talk, I begin to realize these kids are beginning to believe. They don't believe that sickness is part of us anymore. My daughter tells me that my son, uh, yeah, they feel these symptoms, but they quickly say, well, pray for me, daddy. This is not for me. And I say, you know you're going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be okay. I like that. (laughs) I like that. Not based on a man's word, but based on his word. Amen? Let the word break me. Amen? That's all I want. And let the word also make me. Let the word break you. Amen? And let the word also make you. That's what the word of God. He, his health, his sins will be health to all of your flesh. There were people of old that wanted to hear Jesus told us. He called his disciples aside. He said, you don't know how fortunate you are. You don't know how blessed you are. He was telling them in private. You are so blessed. He said, let me let you know, there were kings, and he knew them, all of them. Amen? He said, there were kings that wanted to see what you guys see. There were prophets of old that would give their lives just to hear what you're hearing. They didn't have a chance. Oh, that should make you feel special. Amen? There's something in his words for us to make us. We just haven't accepted the word and pulled the words to ourselves and allowed the word to break us. 
and to make us. We are so concerned about what people think, what's running in the family, where we have been, and we look at our resources and we conclude it can't happen. Who told you the Word of God cannot happen? We stay with the Word of God. The Word will make here. That's the way I want the Ark Fellowship to build its life. Amen. And every one of us. Jesus started his message in Matthew chapter 5. He sins by truly uh, blessing the people. And, and it brings up the picture of uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28. Where God starts with, if you do this, blessed you shall be going out. You remember that scripture? Blessed you shall be coming in. You will be blessed in the field. You'll be blessed everywhere. Blessed, blessed. And then God turned around and said, but if you don't, then curse, curse, curse. You heard that? And it's really frightening when you read that. But with Jesus, he starts with blessings. Amen? He blesses you if you are poor in spirit. That means you're saying to yourself, Lord, I don't have what it takes. My spirit is poor. And then you mourn, you repent, and God fills your life with His Spirit. Amen? Amen. Then you are no longer poor in spirit. Amen? <laughs> you were poor in spirit, but when you mourn and you repent, then you're no longer poor. And then you go on and you are like his, your father. You begin to receive his meekness. You re begin to receive him being the, his attribute of mercy. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. And then you go down with a pure heart. You now can see God. You can have visions of God. And people are talking about you. And sometimes the words they are saying bad. I have accepted that. Let me tell you something. If you're going to live for God, people will speak good things about you and people will speak bad things about you. That's my calling. Amen. So you don't worry about people. You just try to do what is right. That's just the way I see it. No enemies. Just love everybody. Know that they, they can be saying good things. But if you base your life on what people are saying, you will never follow God. You'll never follow God. You'll never even know your God. Because you are afraid of men and their opinions. So you have to re re realize that. He says, if you are doing what is right, people are going to persecute you. But that's your blessing. Blessed are they that are persecuted, okay? You're blessed. That's part of Why should you complain when you are being cursed? You are being blessed. That's the way he starts it. Some of his sayings, amen? That should help us. Don't get divorced and don't get mad when people say bad. Hey, he's part of your blessing. Receive it. If there's a correction, correct it. Amen? Correct it. Adjust within a little bit. Switch a little bit. And say, yeah, what they're saying is, yeah, that's, that's a, there's an element of truth to that. So you adjust. They may not stop talking, but you've already adjusted. Amen? You've already adjusted. Don't mind it. Keep going. You're blessed. Amen? That's the way to live. So I want to continue now. All of that was my introduction. <laughs> and uh, 
My real Bible is my wife. <laughs> she says, you better do it. She's a great preacher. Right? <laughs> yeah. She, she checks me out and let me know. <laughs> she said, you better make that introduction short. Yes, ma'am. But when I get the microphone, it's all up to me. <laughs> oh, but I'm not going home with Ines after soon. <laughs> so all of that was my introduction. I want to go into Jesus' sayings. How many want to know about them? That you want to live your life by them. I got about 15 of them. So we're going to be on this for a long time. You have to bear with me. <laughs> okay. You know, Jesus has, like I said, he said, you have heard that it was told to them of old. But I say to you, those were his sins. And it's amazing, the very first thing he mentioned has to do with anger. Anger. Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 through 22. It says, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder. That's what they told them of old. Don't kill. You shall not kill. And whoever murders will be in danger of judgment. If you kill, you're going to suffer the, the penalty for it. He says, but I say to you, whoever is what? Angry with his brother without a curse shall be in danger of the judgment. In other words, you are a murderer. And John, first John also picked that up. He says, if you are angry with your brother, you are a murderer. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. You know, when you are angry, you are apt to say things. And usually they are foolish things. Things you will regret later. The first thing Jesus said, if you are a believer and you want to be planted on the rock, cease from anger. Cease from anger. If you are a Christian and you say, well, I had a, a fellow said, you know, I, 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 just forgive me. You know, this is just the way I am, liar. This is the way I am. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Puerto Rican and uh, ch we have chili flowing in our veins. Well, all Puerto Ricans are not angry people. You're a liar. No Mexican now. But you are making an excuse for something that will destroy you. Jesus picked first on anger. Now, let me tell you what anger, when it says you'll be in danger of hellfire. You remember the story of uh, Cain? Cain, I mean, he brought an offering to the Lord and the Lord rejected his offering. His brother, minding his own business, brought... His offering to the Lord, and the Lord accepted it. And Cain was angry at his brother. That was anger without a curse. You know? He was angry for no reason. 
It wasn't his brother's fault. Many of us carry anger for years. We're still angry. And they want to, if you want to talk them out of it, they'll tell you, you don't understand. Well, I don't understand that you're dying. God, I mean, God rejected his sacrifice. If God is rejecting your sacrifice, will he come back and talk to you? No. Well, the way we'll accept it, if I'm really angry and I reject what you've given to me, I don't want anything to do with you. But when he retained anger in his heart, God came to Cain and said, Hey, son, watch it now. You got something in you that will destroy you, Cain. You remember the word? He said, watch out, sin is wanting to get you. And guess what he ended up doing? He killed his brother. He killed his brother. It starts small. It's like the rain. Before long, you have a flood of anger. If you are a believer and at your place of work, in your home, your family, everyone is scared. They have to walk very carefully around you because you can easily... You are volcano, okay? All of a sudden, wow! And then everybody, oh, wow! Something is seriously, you're sick. You're sick. Something is wrong. Don't accept it. You got to get out of it. Because eventually it's going to destroy you. I have seen, you know, you have, guys have watched it. People that have murdered people and they are in prison. Huh? Sometimes for life. And they're really sorrowful. And if you ask them, why did you do that? The answer is, I don't know. I was so angry, I, I just don't know. He just came over me, I couldn't help myself. Well, if there's something that's going to take over your life like that, that's not, good. that's not a good thing to make you do something that will put you in prison for the rest of your life. That's not a good thing. But it started way back there when you didn't take control of that little anger. You let it sit there. Just like Cain. And now the guy is saying, I wish that didn't happen. I wish I could have taken that back. But now it's too late. Anger will lead to murder. In fact, the way God sees it, if you are angry without a curse, you are you are a murderer. Sometimes you Christians have to really, you know, you, the main thing is make sure you learn principles from the Word of God. I'm tired of hearing people who talk about reading scriptures from, big, from Genesis to Revelation and they quote scriptures. But when you see the way they live their lives, it's, you begin to wonder if that's the way, I, I really don't want that. It's much more, you find principles to live by and try to live by those principles so you can have peace. That's the issue here. You live by the principle, and that's what Jesus called his sins. If you live by the sin, don't allow anger in your life. If you read in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, he said, Let all bitterness and anger, let all bitterness, anger, wrath, and ill will. Sometimes people are so angry, they, they wish the other person so much ill will. He says, that's not for you. That's poison. He's going to destroy you. Christians having ill will. They want the other person that they, they're angry with to fail. That's not God. That thing is going to destroy you. You're not living by his 
sins if you're doing that. And you are planting your house, your life on the sand. You're coming down. If you let that continue, you're coming down. The wind will come. Amen? And blow your house down. You start with the rain and then you got flood. And now you got the wind you can't deal with it. You're going down. And he says when you fall, great is that fall. We have to be very careful. <laughs> Don't hold anything too tightly. No anger. No anger. I'd like to go to that scripture. You know, uh, Ephesians, please help me back there. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 31. It says, let all, how many, all bitterness, when you are angry and you are mad, guess what it leads to? Before long, you are bitter. All bitterness, wrath, that wrath is you have to do something wrong. Anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Because you are a Christian, you shouldn't have that in your life. You shouldn't. Because it's going to bring you down. When you keep those things in your life, what you are actually, and you continue with it, what you are actually doing is you are building. But guess where you are building on? On sand. You're coming down. There's going to be, when troubles come, you, you, will, you have nothing to hang on. You're going down. It's just the principles of the word of God. I look for principles to live by. And we have them replete in the, script, the word of God. It's not just hearing it. It's planning in your heart. I'm going to live by that. And it's going to be very difficult because people will come and they make you want to be angry. And you have a choice to live by what Jesus said or to do what you want. How the flesh feels. Usually it's easy to go with the flesh. <laughs> it's, it's tougher to go against the grain and to pray so that you can be free from this poison. Many people are, mad, are angry with their parents because of what they did. And they are believers. They won't give it up. No wonder you are as flaky as they come. Because you won't give it up. You feel like you have a right to be angry. And now you don't know you are angry at them until they mention their name. And once they start talking about them... This thing begins to rise inside of you. That's not God. Okay? That thing rising in there, that's not God. And if it's always rising when the name is mentioned, you are in real trouble. You have been taken captive. Sometimes people are so angry in their homes. Husband against wife. Wife against husband. Sometimes it's the children. You're angry. You can't forgive your children and whatever they did to you. Or whatever. You're going to destroy yourself. Let go. Jesus said, don't be angry. Just, just don't be. Ephesians said, let all of those things depart from you. In other words, let them go away from you. We can be angry. There is righteous anger when you see something that's wrong and injustice. But know what, know what righteous anger does. When you have righteous anger, you start doing something constructive to correct the situation. You pray, God, we don't want this in our house. We don't want this in our land. You're mad and you're saying, this has got to change. That's righteous anger. That will build life. 
But the anger that is seeking revenge, that is of the devil. He's going to destroy life. Sometimes it's at, the anger is against the boss. No wonder he's planning to fire you. And he can't wait to get rid of you because he knows you're angry at him. But if you are blessing him, amen, and you, you've chosen not to be angry, he acts up real bad. He knows you're supposed to be angry, but you're not angry. He, he's wondering, oh my God, what kind of a person is this? I just acted badly. How come he's not angry? And the next day he's expecting you to just walk by, but you say, hi, how are you? Did he forget what I did to him yesterday? Or does he want more? <laughs> but after a while, he begins to think. And when you speak the name of Jesus, he begins to wonder. Maybe it's this Jesus thing that he's talking about that's making him act that way. And he begins to wonder, why can't I get control of my anger? And he can or she can. What's wrong with me? That's the beginning of the seed sowing. Amen? That will change your lives. Sometimes it's against the co-worker that you think he's trying to get you fired. And you're mad. And the funny thing is sometimes you are angry at people who are not even aware you're angry at them. You are the one dying. You can't sleep. You're so angry. Who is having the pain? You are. They're sleeping. And you're waking you all night. You can't even sleep. You really have a problem. They are snoring and having fun. And you are awake, angry, and planning in your mind. I wish his house would be destroyed. I wish his house catch catches on fire and all of that. But you can sleep. They're sleeping. You have a problem. We should let go of anger. It would lead to bitterness. You know, Jesus compared anger to murder. Because when you're angry, guess what you do? You do one of two things. Either you use your mouth or you use your hand. Both of them kill. Yes. Sometimes we've destroyed people with our mouths more than we've done with our hand. You just start saying crazy things. And the funny thing, I heard some, they would say, well, I didn't mean to see those things. I mean, you can't take them back anymore. It's too late. Sometimes a solid relationship that's been built over a long period of time, just in one moment of anger, a relationship that was built over several years, one moment of anger, and that thing is gone. What did you gain? What did you gain? Now you have to work for another five years to try to mend that relationship, and the trust is no longer there. Because in anger, you have said something that you felt. That's why Jesus said, this thing is not a good thing. If you want to be successful in life, you really need to let go of anger. You need to forgive your mama, your, your daddy, somebody that did wrong, that wronged you some time ago, your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your co-worker, your boss. All of those things. Don't be angry. Don't be a, an angry Christian. That's not your heritage. That's not God in you. What God wants is true love. Love everybody. That's what he wants. There is a thing with anger. 
And those of you that have done deliverance and, and people who are demon-possessed or uh, oppressed by Satan, this is a very good way to allow Satan into your life. <laughs> when you hold bitterness and anger, when it's all through with you, sometimes, and I, every, I don't believe every sickness is because of sin, okay? But bitterness can lead to serious sickness, sometimes a terminal disease. Starts with anger. And before you know, it's graduated. And sometimes the anger generalizes. You are angry at the world. I heard of a woman who was so crippled because she was angry at the world. Because kids made fun of her and said she was ugly and she was all twisted. And this is a horrible story. But she was dying and they felt in back, way back in the jungle somewhere. And they had to put the woman in the jungle because it was mercy. So the wild animals killed. Just help her die. But thank God the message of gospel came to that woman and she was healed. These things can really destroy us. That's why Jesus picked on it first. When I do deliverance for people and I see them doing things with their hands and shaking like that, you know, doing things with their hands or maybe pulling their hands like that and doing stuff, I already know what the problem is. Guess what it is? Anger. I know that. Because when you're angry, guess what you do? You want to strike out. If you don't strike out with this, you strike out with this, right? Either way, you're striking out. So once I see that happening, they're pulling at their hands and doing things with their hands. I know. <laughs> I say, stop, stop. Let's stop all of this. Do you have bitterness and anger? <laughs> mm-hmm. Against you now, we got to get rid of that because this stuff you're doing is not going anywhere until you get rid of that. What that means is you have been so angry for so long, you have allowed an angry spirit to take over and express himself through you. And he's going to destroy you. When an evil spirit comes into your life, he's not there just to play. His main purpose is destruction. And there's no better way to allow an, an evil spirit into your life than holding bitterness. You can read through all the scriptures. Jesus said you must forgive. You must let go. You must let go of all the bitterness and all of the anger. That's first of his sayings. Amen? Today, I believe there is a reason why the time has come because God wants to bless our church this year. Some of you have bitterness way back. You got to let that go today. God is calling you to let that go today. No matter who's offended you, no matter, no matter who's wronged you, it's not worth it. It's not them. It's you. It's your life. Take full control of your life this morning. Amen? All heads bow. With all eyes closed. You know that all is not well between you and the Lord. And you want to make amends with, between you and God. It's between you and your Father. Your Heavenly Father. It's nobody's business. It's your business and your Father's business. As long as it's not well between you and Him. 
there will not be a lot of blessings flowing into your life from him. But you hear this morning and say, Pastor, I really want to be right with God in every regard. I want to be right with him. If that's you, please just put your hand up quickly and put it right down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Then I'm going to thank you for your sincerity as you put your hands up. And I want you to pray with me and mean what you, uh, that prayer and say to God, I am coming to you with everything that I am. I will serve you. I want you to forgive me. I want you in my life. I want you to teach me. I want you to guide me. I want you to lead me in the way of wisdom. I need you, my God. If you would do that this morning, I guarantee you, if your name has not been written in the book of life, today your name will be written in the book of life. All you need to do from now on is to begin to want to serve him, be in church, learn his word, get his sins into your life. Love to have that and you will see your life beginning to blossom. He will start to prosper you and you will continue to prosper until you become very prosperous. Appreciate everyone that raised your hand. Now, for every one of us that's saying, from this day forth, I'm going to let go of anger. When it's coming to me like Cain, I'm going to recognize it and say, no, 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 no. <laughs> I know I used to yield to you before, but no, no more. I, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to take control of my spirit. If that's you, I need your hand up. Put your hand up. Thank you. Would you stand to your feet? Stand to your feet. Be sincere between you and your God. Sometimes we are too concerned about what people think. I don't care what they think. It's me and my God. I need my God. You're saying, I'm not going to, I'm going to give up. No more anger in my life. I'm going to live by the saints of the Lord Jesus. Thank you. Would you lift your hands up? No matter what is making you angry, put it in the hands of the Lord today and say, God, I forgive this person. Yes, they wronged me. They did a horrible things. But God, you saw every one of the things that they did to me. But because I have heard of your sins and I want to be planted on the rock, the sins of the Lord Jesus, I accept and I let go of every anger in my heart. And every bitterness. And I'm praying for these people. I love them. Because you love them. Help me to love them. I give up anger. I give up anger. That's what we're saying to him. And you pray that way to the Lord this morning. And tell him I'm going to be dedicated to you. I want to know you. I want to know you God. I want to follow you with all of my heart. Thank you Lord. God, give me the courage. Say that to him. Give me the courage to be able to handle it when people wrong me. Give me the courage to be able to pray for them and to bless them. Give me the courage to speak well of them. Give me the courage to love them. I need that from you, Father. Fill my life with your power today. And the rest of us, with all of us, stand up as we stand up right now before the Lord and make a commitment to God. That this is never going to be a part of your life. You will live your life by the sayings of Jesus. His words of wisdom. That's how the abundant life that Jesus brought is delivered into our hands. That's the only way. 
There's no other way. We are now His. You can't make yourself more His than you are today. But to bring the blessings into your life, you do His things. So you are planted on the rock. Amen? Let's thank Him right now as we close. Thank Him for His saying. He was His Father's words given to Him. Jesus said, I, said no, I, say, I say nothing of my own. It's what I hear the Father saying. That's what I say. The words that He has commanded me to speak, Jesus said, the same I'm delivering to you. Part of that is His saying. They are greater than the words of Moses. His sayings are greater than the Ten Commandments. Believe me. They are greater than the Ten Commandments. He was the one that gave the Ten Commandments. Father, we're here. We present ourselves to you, God. We can do nothing of our own. You see, your word says that. Without me, you can do nothing. But we are willing. You said your people will be willing in the day of your power. Today is the day of your power. And we are willing. We will walk by your sins so that we will receive all the blessings that you have in store for us in this life and the life hereafter. Thank you, Father. And God's people said, God bless you.